2: Hello and welcome to the Red Box Politics Podcast in The Times, I'm Matt Chorley. This is the last of our summer specials before MPs return to the Commons. Before we get stuck into our buffet of political trivia, a reminder that tickets are now on sale for two live recordings of the podcast. Come and join us in Liverpool at the Hard Day's Night Hotel on Sunday, September the 23rd, when we'll be asking, have we reached peak Corbyn? And there will be the Electric Cinema in Birmingham on Monday, October the 1st, asking, will the Tories survive and should they? For more details and to buy uh, tickets, Times subscribers just need to go to mytimesplus.co.uk and we look forward to seeing you. Right, back to this week's episode. If you sometimes think politics seems too trivial, this might not be for you. I've assembled three of the biggest brains filled with useful and useless facts about politics, but only one can emerge victorious. I'm joined by Patrick Kidd, the Times sketch writer and diary editor, Mark Mason, author, Quizzer and friend of Red Box are making our podcast debut new Red Box reporter Esther Weber welcome to you all so this is how it's going to work each one of you's written 10 political trivia questions which you know the answer to but hope the other two don't if you do know the answer shout out your name because we don't have buzzers uh, you'll take it in turns to test each other if someone gets the answer they get a point if not the question setter gets a point i'll award bonus points for added knowledge along the way it will seem much more straightforward once we get going so i haven't got a three-sided coin to toss so let's just start with you esther what is your first trivia question
3: uh i would like to know if you can name the mp and the peer who have received the nobel prize for literature mark about peer, I think. Okay.
0: Is it Bertrand Russell? Yeah.
1: Ooh. Very good. And um, 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 Patrick, it would be Winston Churchill. Yes. Of Very course. good. Oh, so what, is that a half
2: each. That's a half each, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. That's a half each. Just to start the the uh, scores off in a
0: complicated way. Right, Mark, what's your first question? Right. I'm going to go with the tiebreaker. So you're actually, you're both allowed to answer, the nearest wins. Oh. Nigel Farage has a self-imposed rule that he won't appear on TV after drinking more than a certain number of pints. <laughs> what is that number of pints? <laughs>
3: I'm going. (laughs) I'm going to say six. Patrick,
1: I'll go a little lower. Five.
0: Oh, Patrick gets it on the money. It's
2: five pints. Very
1: good. He's so, a professional. So, so, the ar-
2: <laughs> so the answer is, if we just biked five pikes around to his house every morning, <laughs> he would, morning, never, he would yeah. never be on the tally again. There well, there's a, there's there a solution.
1: Patrick, what's my, yours? My first one. What has been banned in the Chamber of the Commons since March the 23rd, 1694?
0: Mark, that's smoking. It uh, is. Smoke? When? 16? 16.94. Yeah. Wow, Which is why good. they have snuff. You know yes. the, um, uh, the Tom Brake? keeps a yeah. box of snuff. You know Tom Brake wants to stop it. Oh. He's, Tom Brake has said that it's ridiculous that they're still allowed to have snuff. But yeah, MPs are allowed a little free
1: bit of snuff. Well, you're going to get another one for that because that's a good... Go on to to, to replace to, to compensate them for not being allowed to smoke, and it's yeah. provided that the doorkeepers expense. But, but so few want it that it costs about two quid a year to yeah. keep them in stuff. Patrick, you can still. have another one for that as well. It's
2: what yeah. the doorkeepers <laughs> pay
1: for it? Yeah, but it's, it's about two quid a year, and and what they do, they they get their name engraved on the box of snuff. I think there's 14 doorkeepers. You've got wow. so That's for really two really quid a year, you for actually. For uh, this is the well great worth. thing about trivia. It's a very
0: social thing. You see, I knew all of it up until that last point that Patrick mentioned about the names. It's it's a very very social animal trivia. It makes you you know bond.
2: Right, let's bond some more. Uh, Patrick, what's your first question? Are we going to go back this way? Okay. No, no, no. You've just done one, haven't you? Let's go. I've already lost control. No,
3: Jeremy
0: Paxman.
3: Which three sitting parliamentarians have appeared have acted rather in soap operas and for bonus points, which are the soap operas?
0: They've all, Everyone's done Coronation Street. It's like Ian McKellen and everyone. Is, is Coronation Street one of them? With, it
3: is. Oh,
1: Tracy Patrick, Tracy Braben. that that's what she was. Coronation
2: Street.
3: I think half. Oh, that's the
2: only one that I knew. Oh. I've just realised I can't join in. I'm, <gasps> I'm, the, I'm, the mo- I'm basically redundant. In <laughs> this. Oh,
1: i um, remember um, Giles Watling for Clacton. Does, does bread count as a soap opera? Oh,
3: I didn't have that well, <laughs> I a think. Comedy. Was he?
1: I think he might it's, have been in Holly at some point. Yeah. Yeah.
3: They're more must kind be. of household name. Were they regular? So, <coughs> did they
1: appear regularly?
3: Oh, they did. Or cameos? They no. They have all appeared regularly. And this
2: MPs this. or peers as well? Well, said parliamentarians. Parliamentarians, yeah. so it could oh,
0: be peers. Oh, Michael Cashman. Yes. yes. Uh, of
3: course. I think the other one might be the. Sticky wicket. Okay. Is the Bishop of Leeds actually Eddie Grundy?
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, is it somebody? Is it somebody?
2: Somebody who's in the arches or something of a school? Crossroads? No.
0: Um, a guy in a Tim Bentink is te- no, he's not a member of the House of no, Lords he's anymore. He is a hereditary peer. But yes, but he he was thrown out. It's
3: he? an international soap opera, shall we say? Ooh, Neighbours. The other one.
0: Home and Away.
2: Yeah.
3: <laughs> I Somebody there. was in home and away. I mean, you're going to get this a point for this, Esther. Uh,
0: um, you mean British parliamentarian? Yeah. yeah. Well, not, okay, right, okay. uh, really?
3: Oh, I think. Give up? Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. give up. It's Deidre Brock of the S.M.P.
1: Oh, she's wow,
2: say, yeah. that's very good. <laughs> what was
3: she doing in home and away?
2: You could have a she you could have a round interest. of applause for that one. <laughs> there we
3: are. It's
2: got a long round of applause that one. <laughs> 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 That is that is what was she doing in Home and Away?
3: She was an actress in a previous life. She was in several.
2: Now I've just checked. Giles Watling was in one episode of Crossroads. Oh well, give Uh, me a point. So I think you can have (laughs) you can have one for that. Uh, And upstairs, downstairs, and bread, and a lower low, and Grange Hill. Hill. Claxton really has his most recent thing, according to his Wikipedia filmography section was he appeared in Run For Your Wife ah. in 2012 playing... There's a, it was a film playing the central role of Man in Pub. <laughs> it was not long after that, he became a Tory MP. Uh, Mark, <laughs> I
0: think it's your go. I'm going to go intellectual now. Ooh. And it's about the class. It's about the Greeks. So I'm, I'd be really ready to jump in quickly, Esther, because I think Patrick might be here with this one. Um, just the word, shout your name, and then guess. <laughs> <on>. Yes. <laughs> the word sophology, meaning the study of elections. Comes... Patrick.
2: <laughs> Hang on, I've, I've just pressed the the, the, the button. As well, and I don't know what's going on. Shall
0: we let the listener have the question would first? You could like yeah, yeah, yeah. do the question. At the least, would start the question. It comes from you... the Greek word cephos, meaning what? Because the Greeks used to vote by dropping them into urns. Pebbles. Oh, I think Estee was about to get oh, oh, okay. no, no,
3: no. I was actually going <laughs> to refer to um, the derivation of the word ballot. Oh, where, oh this is I, I it. Well, let's deal with so yes. pebbles
2: is the right answer. Pebbles, yes. Um,
3: ballot comes from Venetian elections, uh, city-state elections where you would drop balls into a uh, really into a some sort of oh. receptacle. Okay. Yeah, that's very
2: good. You can have one for that. Right. Uh, so pebbles, so they, they drop pebbles into yeah, right. You
0: had one each, and it's, it's it's very similar to blackballing these days. I oh, know. I think they're all the same colour. It was just
1: yeah. an amount of pebbles rather than blackballing being the one black ball Very good. Think, right. yes. uh, Patrick, you're next. Uh, which Labour Party leader had two grandchildren who became big names in British television in the 1970s and 80s? Another tally question.
0: Labour. So we're just, just going to be Gates. So together, read that again. We? Which
1: Labour Party leader had two grandchildren who became big names in British television in the seventies and eighties?
0: Oh, did they play children in this thing? Were they? Oh, they they'd grown up and become adults. Grown up. Because I was going to say, could it be
1: something? No, I'm mixing up Tony Booth and Cherie um, Blair. And I think yeah. time up on that yeah. oh, if, if, I, if I sing you the theme tunes, would that help? <laughs> so one of the theme tunes was. Dum 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 dum, da, dum 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 da dum da dum da 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 dum 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 no, Black this puss. is well, absolutely well. Well, well yeah. the themes as you, staggeringly, you couldn't get were, were um, murder. She wrote. <laughs> and Bagpuss. You know, what? I, I was going to say Bagpuss. I thought I was going to be wrong. So that's uh, that's two points. <laughs> yeah. For you, so you don't know, that they, I don't know if it's they more. are Angela Lansbury. Oh, of and, course, George Lansbury. Yes, and, yes George Lansbury was Labour leader, and and her cousin, who was also his grandson, Oliver Postgate. I never created Bagpuss. Oh, that wow. is a terrific. That's great that trip. is very very good. So much. Back
2: to you then, Esther.
3: Um, Well, I had included Paralympians in this as well, but I might just... um, uh, Actually, no, I'll go the whole hog. Can you name the four Olympians and three Paralympians who are currently in the House of Lords? Well, the reason being, because I had the same question.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, at least then, so,
3: do well, obviously out. Out.
1: Lord Coe, Lord Coe, yeah. Lord Moynihan, yeah. Baroness Gray Thompson, yeah. Baroness Masham of Ilton, yeah. uh, who who uh, got uh, gold in swimming and also medals in table tennis. Yeah. Uh, Lord Holmes of Richmond with 15 Paralympic uh, swimming medals, wasn't it? I think. It, yeah. Um, Min Campbell, yeah. Lord. Uh, and Terence Higgins. Yes,
3: he's the kicker. And
1: there's also Lord Glen Torren, who retired this year, who got a gold in bobsleigh. but all
2: of which, all of which would be very impressive, Patrick, if
1: you weren't reading it out
2: from
3: the
1: piece of paper <laughs> well, that you've pinned so no, no, He's, he's lost a question. He's lost a question. Oh, I'm I'm lost
0: really a question. In panic.
3: Yeah, question. Play, yeah. Lord, no. Patrick didn't ask yeah, if that. Yeah, I've used the main Campbell one,
0: but if you use, if you say which. Former MP represented Great Britain in the 200 metres at the 1964 Olympics. Lots of people say Archer because there's that yeah, famous yeah. clip of Archer on the running track at Oxford. But actually, it was Min Campbell. Yeah.
2: Fastest one the best. Who once beat, who did Min Campbell once beat? I need a, oh, Patrick.
1: Oh, Bannister. No, OJ
2: Simpson. OJ Simpson is the correct answer. Well done. Uh, you could have another one for that.
1: He was the fastest white man on the fastest planet.
2: white man on the planet, Ming uh, uh, Campbell, <laughs> <laughs> and he once beat
1: it, it towards the end of his running career. He beat a young OJ Simpson. No but way. of those, um, yes, Ming and Terence Higgins didn't win any medals. The others oh, won okay, medals. Yeah. Yeah. No, the the um, the well, main thing.
3: Higgins did win the medal. Other common arms. Yes.
2: Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, but, yo, you could have an extra one for that. Ming actually. and trivia.
3: He was. Uh, in
0: my, my first ever book was about why we're fascinated with trivia and it, for, very fortunately for me around the same time was when Campbell had to resign as Lib Dem leader because of his sock garters do you remember the sock garters yes. Kevin Maguire in, in I think The New Statesman rather than The Mirror had, one of his spies had spotted that I Min mean, Campbell's trouser leg had ridden up, up one day, and he was wearing sock garters to keep his socks up. And that became a thing, and Campbell got very annoyed about it. He said, and he actually used the word trivia. He said, "People, it's it very annoying all this stuff about the leadership. People keep concentrating on trivia. Someone the other day wrote about what sort of socks I wear. Well, no, they hadn't. They'd written about sock garters, and it's mm. a. I think that's a beautiful example of where trivia can actually." highlight something important, which is that he was seen as a very old-fashioned leader. He couldn't yeah. possibly be a political leader in the 21st century. You
1: can have for that sock garter. And was yeah. he the last Lib Dem to get the order of the garter. <laughs> <laughs>
0: but
2: there's something about um, Lib Dems and their lower halves, because Chris Hume got in trouble during the expenses stuff, because he'd bought a trouser press oh, yes, on expenses, yes. which just felt like a very Lib Dem... <laughs> sort of I it just it just speaks to Alan Partridge dismantling a trousers actually was a I think was a Colby trouser And there,
1: there was something about Charles Kennedy early no oh, I, I can't remember the exact context but, but the punchline was that he as a young mp he bested some veteran in debate and then they looked across and said fancy losing to someone wearing white socks <laughs> <laughs>
2: Um, of course, the, actually, the trouser press isn't the the biggest thing that's got Chris Hewn into uh, trouble. I always think of it
0: when I drive in tonight, because I live out in Suffolk, so I drive down the M11, and I go past what I think of as the Chris Hewn speed camera, which is at the bottom of the M11. It narrows the, <laughs> It's a 50. It's a really tricky one. So I always uh, sort of think of him when I drive past that. I've lost track now of who was uh, asking. So i mean, mass, I mean the question for me. Uh, OK, what should we do? Let us do a question about... Oh! us go back a bit a few decades Adolf Hitler chose the code name Operation Regenschirm for the bombing of Birmingham because Regenschirm is the German word for which item it was an item that Neville Chamberlain whose home city was Birmingham which is why Hitler chose it carried to his negotiations with Hitler Patrick Umbrella? Very good.
2: Very good.
0: And I again, that's a stupid little detail, but it really, it's a very, very personal thing that as Hitler was sending the bombers over, he was thinking, umbrella, he was thinking very personally of that guy that he'd messed around and then he was bombing his home city.
1: By the way, this isn't one of the questions, but as I was doing some research for this, it was a, a guide to the House of Commons written by one of the, uh, the the clerks some years ago and he had in the introduction a, a quote that went along the, referring to the Parliament as Barry's masterpiece whose windows gleam upon the Thames or something like that and they had to um, cut this out and, and re-amend the book because they suddenly realised that the quote came from Mein Kampf
2: Patrick, you're miles ahead
1: but you could have another <laughs> one for that as well, cause that, that... well Let me give, give you something back um, with with my next question what what thing in Parliament measures thirty-six foot by eighteen foot between April and September, but twenty-four foot by fourteen foot, four inches from September to April, except when the Queen pops by, when it measures twenty-four foot by twelve yeah, I've got foot. Mark, it's the
0: standard flying above the flag flying above when she comes to open. They lower the Union Jack and they put
1: up the Royal Standard. Yes, yeah, so hers is the standard. But but why are there two different sizes in spring and summer, for the flag? Oh. They have a summer flag and a winter flag. Is it just because it's too windy? Yes, exactly. It's a, really? So they have a well, summer flag have, One normal, point. Have a point. I'll have a
0: point. That, for that is beautiful. I've always wanted to find out. Famously, the two swords' widths and slightly more than two swords' widths is the gap between the red lines on the carpet. What do they take as the? Is there an actual width of a sword? Whenever they redo the carpet, do they check it against. I wonder what the what the actual distance is. I think is. it's a myth. That's is the, it? What, yeah. Oh dear. Most of
2: the, most of the things that I tell people when I give a tour of Parliament aren't true, yeah. but they, you
0: know, they're a, good stories. And I hate... I my way of getting around pedants at parties is to start talking about St Stephen's Tower. And you actually asked the parliamentary authorities about whether what's now called the Elizabeth Tower, which we all call Big Ben, which always used to, people used to say, no, it's called St Stephen's Tower... Parliament don't actually know which is St Stephen's Tower. Some records have it as the you know, the big air conditioning chimney halfway between Big Ben and Central Lobby. Yeah. Some people say it's the tower above Central Lobby. So there is no actual official definition of where St Stephen's Tower is. No wonder the country's going to uh, the You think Brexit's a mess, wow. <laughs> uh,
2: I think it's back to you, Esther. Oh, is uh,
3: it? yes. Hang on. No, um, was it? No, I just asked that question, didn't I? Uh, no, I just asked oh, you, you asked the flag question, yeah. sorry, yeah. <laughs> What was the name of the suffragette who stamped a bill of rights to the wall in Saint Stephen's Hall and consequently or subsequently rather became the first suffragette to go on hunger strike? Mark.
0: I think it's Emily Davison, isn't it? No. She, she was no, she, she was, was the one, one who was hid in was, the cupboard. Oh yeah. she was I'm mixing up the story. She hid in the chapel, oh, didn't gosh. she? Yeah. Why well, not because I'm just gonna St.
1: be on uh, Millicent
3: Fawcett. Nope.
0: So that's a point for you, Esther. What's the right answer?
3: Marion Wallace Dunlop. Uh, well, well.
0: I did like the fact that, that, that St Mary Undercroft, the chapel that Davison famously hid in to, on the night of the census, so that in she, could, she yeah. could record her address as being Parliament, but she couldn't vote for Parliament, that then that was the same chapel that Thatcher's body spent its final night in. And yes. I love the fact that Thatcher would never have been an MP, were it not for people yep. like Davison yes. doing all that a few yes. decades before. And it was Tony, Tony Ben and...
2: Jeremy, Jeremy Corbyn, Corbyn yes. who yes. broke in one night and put the plaque up in this yes. uh, store cupboard, which Mark's where Tapes spent the night. Yeah.
0: Mark, okay, let's do. Uh, I have a feeling that Patrick knows this one, but then that could be true of any question, actually. So I'm going to do it anyway. Um, which uh, Graham Souness, the former Liverpool and Scotland footballer, was born on the same day and in the same city as? <laughs> do you know this one? Matt? In, it, yeah. in the same day, uh, on the same day, and in the same city as which British Prime Minister? Oh, does Patrick not know it? He?
1: I think I know, but
3: I'm. I'm happy. I was, he's being a gentleman.
0: Give, I give first okay. turn. Uh,
3: uh, <laughs> I'll belatedly have a go. Uh, so, hang on, Graham Seeners, Graham seen Prime and, uh Gordon Brown. Uh,
0: that's the obvious answer to no. go for, but I'm afraid it's incorrect. It's Tony Blair. Oh. And bizarrely, I met oh, soonest he- the other month, and we're talking about him using that. As He said, yeah, I'll try to keep that quiet now, any connection with Tony Blair. <laughs> 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 um, but he thinks it might even be the same hospital. He said he's been trying to track it down. He's in 1953, 6th of May 1953, in Edinburgh. There were only two maternity units, and he's pretty sure that he and Tony Blair were born in the same hospital, never mind the same city. I was born day. in
1: the same hospital in the same year as David Beckham. Barbara, we're yeah. so often confused. <laughs>
2: Let's have a look at how the scores are looking. So currently, in what we'll we'll call bronze position, <laughs> uh, is Esther's got four, Mark has got four and a half, and Patrick has got... You can't count them, there's
0: so many. Left. ...11 and a half. <laughs> so... All still to play for. Oh, I'm, I'm glad that the man who does the parliamentary sketch on The Times is actually winning this political quiz. It's All still reassuring. to play for as we, um, we'll we be back after this
2: short break. Welcome back. You're listening to The Times Red Box podcast. We are talking trivia with Esther Weber, Mark Mason, and this is Patrick
1: Kidd, who is currently in the lead. Well, Not yes. To ask a question. Okay, let, let's give you one that. Let's get back in. The predecessor of which well known, though currently mute, inhabitant of Parliament now works at St Paul's Cathedral. Oh, I like a cryptic one. Say that again. The predecessor of which well known, though currently mute, inhabitant of Parliament now works at St Paul's Cathedral.
0: We're not talking choir boys. Are
2: Come we? on, you both—you both
0: really need the points. So. Yeah, I just went. Is it something to do with the choir? Is it? I'm thinking that no, Alistair Cook was a choir it's boy. It's a important. musical
1: connection, perhaps. Mute. Currently mute, Esther. He goes like yeah. the clappers.
3: <laughs> you're, you're both not thinking about. It.
2: I thought when he asked it, and I, I did see this when he, he sent me the questions. I thought this was a quite an easy one.
1: When, when you know the answer, you'll think, ah, that rings a bell. Clappers.
0: Oh, bring ring to the ring the bell. Oh,
1: Big Ben, and yeah. Is it Big Ben? It's Big Ben. Big Ben, well the done. The previous you... bell was called Edward of Westminster and was taken to St Paul's Cathedral by Christopher Wren, Beautiful who, who rebuilt the uh, clock tower.
0: And Great Paul, which is now... the Everyone thinks the Big Ben is the biggest in the country. It wasn't. It isn't. Great Paul at St Paul's is the biggest. It was built at the same foundry in Loughborough that built the Bell on A uh, ACDC's, um, back in Black album.
3: Hey. That Hell's Bells starts with.
2: Well you could have another one for that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to catch up here. Right, Patrick. Esther, you need you need a you need a stinker.
3: <laughs> okay. Um, with lots of supplementaries. This one does have a supplementary. Um, which current shadow cabinet minister previously unseated her opposite number? Well, the first Whoa. thing you've got to do here
1: Patrick. is yeah. try and think of the name of somebody in the shadow Cabinet. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, I'm going to now forget her name, but it's the person who beat Esther McVeigh in Wirral West, That's correct. who is now opposite her as Shadow Work and Pension Secretary. Do you is know it, her name? Is it Margaret Greenwood?
3: It is. Oh, well done. Uh, there's, there's a supplementary. There's a supplementary. Come on.
1: Oh, uh,
3: come on. Uh, you, can still, you can still Greenwood pull well. this back. And. What is the previous occasion on which this has happened? When who faced Who, who, who were the, the players? That's Gosh. a really
2: tough one. Are I mean, we going back decades, decades or so is bodies? it within the recent...
3: A couple of decades, yeah. Oh. 80, hang on, no. I think, you're, I think you're going to have to tell us, Esther. Yeah. You've got the point. Theresa May shadowed Margaret Hodge who had defeated her in the 1994 Balkan by election. Well, well, Very well. good.
0: That's fantastic that's knowledge. That's, that's, that's <laughs> terrific knowledge. Uh, right, I'm going to do a, a president one. We haven't had much uh, American presidents. Um, for several days after the assassination of John F. Kennedy, at least 24 Americans remained unaware that the president had been shot. Twelve of them were in Long Island, New York. The other twelve in Blountville, Tennessee. They were all engaged in the same activity. Which activity? For several days after JFK's assassination, these 24 people, 12 in New York, 12 in Tennessee, didn't know. Was it an early love island?
3: Was <laughs> <laughs> well, is something to do with, like, um, some construction... Nope. Twelve would suggest they were on a jury.
0: Oh, he's good. Uh, you see that was my sort of tri- final chance of getting within <laughs> striking distance of him, and he's just yes, because they were they locked were, away. Will it? They were both um, in the middle of well, murder then, trials, and the judges in both cases said if they found out the president's been shot, they're going to be more likely to convict oh. someone of murder. So they they had to be spirited away to, to hotel rooms as usual. You know, the newspapers were kept away, but every taxi driver, every bellboy, everybody they were going to come into contact with was under strict instructions not to tell them that JFK had been shot. Wow. So, and imagine what the, your reaction several, you thought it surprising when you heard the news in real time, but several days later to find out
3: that you'd not been told that your president had been killed. Yes. Incredible. It's a bit like when they interrupted, uh, was it Celebrity Big Brother to tell, because you know they're not meant to have access to yeah. the news, and they told them that we'd voted for Brexit. Did they? Yeah. Well, that's that's a good one. You can have that. A bit more to... lowbrow. And did anybody
2: in the house know what that meant? Or...
3: We'd have to go back. You'd have to go back and look at the archives.
2: I mean, the, the uh, Love Island would suggest that they're not
1: on top of the detail
2: about it. I mean, we're
1: not going to have any trees. I got yeah. chatting to an old Daily Express journalist once who, who said he would always remember where he was when Kennedy was killed because. He was in a poker school. He bunked off the office to go and play poker and the news came through from the office saying the president had been assassinated. We needed to come back and write a thousand words on who is Lyndon Johnson. And he says, I was really furious because I had three kings in my hand at the time. <laughs> <laughs> um, OK, here's my one, which um, you can both guess. That. This is a, an open-ended one. so we just say who gets closest maybe on this? There are 650 MPs. How many of them can actually sit down on the green benches, oh. assuming that they're of moderate girth and don't sit on each other's laps or the floor?
3: Question. I'm going to say my guess is 400.
0: I've got a memory of it being in the 400s, I think. I remember the, a piece about this a while ago. Go on. What's you I'm, I'm well,
2: going to well, say, four, four, say it 400.
1: Four, you're gonna... 450. I'm going for
2: Ooh. Oh, well, that, that, that was time up. But let, Let's find out what the answer to this is. Well,
1: if you're getting 400 and you're getting 450... By two, you win it, because oh, the no. number I've seen is 427.
0: That's a very specific <laughs> number. Has <laughs> oh, someone
1: good. got a figure for the
0: average width of someone's
1: width backside? Width of an MP, not um, including a, Well, exactly. yeah. <laughs> Is that an
0: average bottom or an but MP's yeah. um, bottom? Which, which version of Nick Soames are we going for? we we going yeah. for Nick Soames for about five years ago? That right is now? the number of
1: what I saw written down on the internet somewhere.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so we... Um, I'm afraid we've nearly
2: run out of time. Do you all want to do one last bonus question, your toughest, I... stinkiest question Ooh. that you've got? Okay. Esther, you go I first. What's, what, what's your? I've This is it. You can. My,
3: you, I'm just going to do a fun one then. Go on then. Um, so, the words of the artist Stormzy are now in Hansard, thanks to which MP. Fabulous.
0: Ooh. Storms, it's got to be someone naff. It's got to be one of those naff Lib Dems that's tried to appear trendy by quoting <laughs> well, that's Storms. Tim Farren, yeah, that's exactly a Tim Farron. Yeah, <laughs> I'm going to
2: go Tim Farron. That would look like to turn up the house,
3: of uh, As much as I would have liked to see Tim Farron recite Grime, uh, no, it's his... It's the local MP of where he's from, which College is somewhere. Sarah Jones, the oh, MP. Very proposals. good. Actually,
0: we have just sadly brought back memories of Tim Farron's version of the John Barnes rap during the election. Do you remember that? <laughs> oh, On the yeah. bus, that is a moment of shame that that man should be not just deselected for, but shot for, I think. <laughs> <laughs> it was just an atrocious. And it was, I mean, as well as just being embarrassing, you know, a dad trying, a dad dancing sort of thing, and uh, or dad rapping, it was actually quite shameless. He was trying to appear trendy by latching on to, to John Barnes' rap in the middle of World in Motion. And it was just really naff. It was horrible. Well, I think there's always a risk in trying
2: to appear down with the kids by singing the rap from a from song which is 20 ago. years yeah. ago. Yeah. Yeah. Uh,
3: yeah, and also I don't think the John Barnes' rap was ever exactly <laughs> down with the kids. <laughs> you weren't there in which, which, uh, <laughs> well,
2: which member of the cabinet claims to be a fan of Glyme?
0: It's got to be Matt Hancock. It is Matt Hanger. <laughs> <exactly right. laughs> I like your claims to be in there. He he um,
2: wrote a piece. I said I don't want to cast. I don't want to cast any doubt. He wrote a piece for Red Box about his love of crime. I'm not in any way suggesting that that piece was
0: anything other than <laughs> absolutely copper bottom true. Yeah. Which e- which email address did it come from? His yep. researcher's email address. Um, I'm going to go for. Again, because this is a nice little insight into the person. Because um, there's a white cinema at the White House and they've kept a record of which films have been watched by which president. Linda B. Johnson, the movie that he mo- watched most often during his time in the White House was a documentary about which US president. And he watched it something like 12 times FDR.
3: FDR, Patrick. Washington. No,
1: Matt.
0: Oh, I didn't realise I was... I
2: don't want to to sound like I wasn't totally listening to the question. (laughs) Which president? I was going to say Washington, if there was...
0: No, the answer is LBJ. He watched a documentary about himself
1: (laughs) 12 (laughs) times, which
0: I think says an awful lot about a man. You You know a lot about someone when you learn that fact about them.
1: Right, my final one. Which member of the current Shadow Cabinet said that being an MP is a job that all working-class parents want for their children because, quotes, it's clean, indoors, and there's no heavy lifting.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, Again, I refer the, uh, the, the the House to the, the honourable gentleman, Matchewley's comment early, We need to know someone in the Shadow Cabinet. <laughs> is it one of the big hitters?
3: Under the rain there? Yeah.
0: No. Nope. I'm going McDonald.
2: Diane
1: Abbott,
3: nice.
2: Well done, Patrick, well, it seems only fit and proper that you get the last point of the game. So, the uh, the final scores in this political trivia contest: Esther has got seven, Mark has got nine and a half, and Patrick has got fifteen and a half. So, not quite the uh, total of the other two put together, but uh, very close. Right, before we go, Mark, tell us all about your quiz books.
0: Yes, well, the last one was Question Time, which features a um, Patrick Kidd winning a quiz hosted in Parliament by Matt Chorley, Parliamentary Press kind of quiz. That's called Question Time. If anyone wants any more of this deeply intellectual trivia on Twitter, it's at LDN. One of my previous books is about London, so LDN at the end, at WalkTheLinesLDN. Or the website's TheImportanceOfBeingTrivial.com. While we're well, plugging books, Patrick, you
2: wrote a book basically on the trivia of the Times diary column.
1: I did a couple of years ago now. It's probably been remainders and you can't find a copy. But yes, I wrote an anthology of the Times Story which had its 50th anniversary in 2016.
3: i oh, get started on my book about the relationship <laughs> between grime and politics. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. By the way,
0: it's just to plug Patrick's book rather than mine. It had the brilliant story about the possible derivation of Major Tom, the David Bowie character. Do you remember that, Right? No which was a oh, could, could, John Major yeah yes because his dad was Tom Major Ball he was a circus performer have I got that right Patrick I think so yeah I've forgotten because th- he was from Brixton well, it's Major too late it's, too, it's not going to make any difference to the outcome <laughs>
2: now but uh, I've got to we've got to finally made it in I hope you've enjoyed these basically pre-recorded summer specials we'll be back when MPs return at the beginning of September along with my morning email which will be back sign up at thetimes.co.uk forward slash red box subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or on your Android device or wherever you get your podcasts from and do post reviews on the on itunes because it might help with the made-up chart that they've got uh for now my thanks to patrick kidd mark mason and esther Weber. for me matt Shorty, it's goodbye
0: hi i'm daniel founder of pretty litter cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter that's why i teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create pretty litter its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80 percent less than clay litter